Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. I am your host, Nick Carlson, your CEO, and I am with my world-famous, one-of-a-kind, one-off, Senior Kyle Parks, my CTO. I'm not a chief technical officer by the way it's chief talking officer chief just so we get it all right yeah don't don't be confusing that one now it's funny i sent the email to um chaz over at ballard and i put cto behind my name and i was like i probably ought to put like parentheses around that that says chief talking officer because yeah. <laughs> i can't do the. i mean i could do the tech i can figure it out because that's all all it takes is just figuring it out but mm-hmm. yeah i mm-mm. interesting at least i'm not as bad as you are why? What do you mean? When it comes to computers. Dude, I am as dumb as they come. <laughs> I don't even know to plug the damn thing in. Like, you know what it is? It's funny. So truth be told. It's funny. I, your old man's better than you are with oh, a yeah. computer. What it is, is I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy anything about a computer. I can fully understand how they work. I As a kid, I actually used to build them. Like, I used to do the put the motherboard in and put all the other th- stuff in and clip it in and build the tower. And I used to do all that. Click, clack, clickety, clack. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb easy. And I understand all the lingo and I totally get it, but it, it just doesn't resonate with me yeah. at all. Like, okay, this is, this is a great example. Tesla. Tesla makes a great car. Yeah. It's a really nice car. It has no soul. A computer to me has no soul. That's what, okay, that's the funny thing is, is like, I was telling because um Lion Zoe got a Tesla. Mm. Fun car. And oh my God, dude. He always has the fart horn and he always uses the microphone when he gets to our house. He's like, Kyle Parks, come out with your hands up. I'm like, I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> it it drives extremely fast, but you don't feel the shift of the gears and the engine wanting to roar. Because like yeah. that's the one reason I love my truck. Absolutely love my truck. I have a 2500 Cummins, my favorite freaking truck out there but it speaks to me when you press on the gas as a soul exactly you yes. like it it allows you to feel the gears you shift you're not just one solid mm-hmm. although i would be interested to try out a koenigsegg because isn't it it's a hybrid well but doesn't it have like a weird transmission or like a one-off transmission yeah the new one does what is it the I, it's like Jamira. a is it a one speed or no has... it's got like three different clutches and three different lineups of gears and you have an infinite amount of gearing through like nine different gears and it's it's like the, the transmission wraps around the engine and then it's a hot v so like the exhaust comes out where the manifold typically is and there's turbos up there uh-huh <laughs> I'd have to see that. That's weird. It's a freaking the man's a genius. And you know how he got there? He just tinkered. Mm-hmm. He literally just tinkered. And so. he had how many failures before he made the final thing? Oh, uh, I bet you a lot. Dude, his whole factory burned down at one point. Oh my gosh. So like <laughs> go, You guys go. have that in common? Yeah. Really. Well, maybe not the whole thing. But. I was fast enough to put it out. He wasn't. Ha. <laughs> Suck it, Conigsegg. <laughs> I don't ever want to experience what I went through ever again. I couldn't imagine him going through that. Like that's just that's another level of stress that yeah. I don't want to hear people complain. <laughs> My Starbucks coffee wasn't on. We warmed up to the proper temperature. Boo freakity who. Drink it. Yeah, just drink your Get Starbucks. Your yeah, no, what you should do is you should drink some freaking water like I do. Anyway. I drink too much, dude. Do you? Mm-hmm. Too much caffeine. Too much water. Too much water? Oh, well, you like I only I have one caffeine in the morning. So I have my Celsius in the morning, mm-hmm. and then after that, all I drink is water. Except yeah. for, like, end of the day, I might have, like, a soda. You can flush yourself out too much. Yeah. You can. But yeah. I, I notice myself doing it all the time. I'll be sitting in the booth. And I'm like, dude, I am peeing way too much today. Yeah. So I, I have to, like, stop myself, and I slow down, and I mm-hmm. – Yeah, but I can I can drink a whole bottle in a split second. The bathrooms around here get a workout. I can sit at my desk, and I can hear – because, like, all the bathrooms are actually very close, but they're 
they're divided by like massive amounts of walls. Like to get to the bathrooms in our facility, there's two in one side of the uh, office area. There's one out in the the shop facility, the in the in the warehouse area, and there's one by me. But if you looked at them from like bird's eye view and you could look through the ceiling, they're all connected. Yeah, they're all right in that one little spot. And so I can hear all the doors slamming. It's non freaking stop. It is. It's bang, bad. bang, bang, bang. I'm like, Jesus. But I can hear on this side sometimes. You can hear because the one door in the shop, slams. it just it slams. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you can hear it on this side too. It's for me. It's like guys, like there's no way a human being can pee that much. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. dude, I got something to ask you though before oh. we get started. What? So I promised Lyle, so I would ask this. Oh Lord. Okay. Have you ever like? drop something out of your hand and you're like trying to tap it and snag it or like something falls and you somehow grab it mm-hmm. have you ever like done the spider-man thing never you never like you never try to like shoots webs no i'm not weird oh. you fucking Fuck you. psychos what's wrong with y'all well we actually enjoy our life and watch marvel because it's the best freaking thing to watch in the universe um no yesterday i dropped something it's funny you say this this is the first time it's ever happened to me so my father threw a set of keys at me and I'm re- a really good catch. Like, I can catch. Or I'll catch with, like, my feet. Like, yeah. I'll stop it from hitting the ground with my feet. I, I don't know. I've never seen anybody else do it. I'm sure people do it. But, like, I'm very much protective of things hitting the ground. Yeah. And whatever. For, for whatever reason. But <clears throat> yesterday, he, said, he threw a set of keys at me. And I'm like, tr- I'm like, die. It's, I can't see it. The sun's in my, my eyes. I'm trying to catch it, and I can't see it. And then my right hand's full. And I ended up catching the keys with the back of my left hand. I literally, I couldn't get my hand flipped this way. It's hard for me to put my palm up in my left hand because I have a broken, I broke this wrist, so it doesn't twist as good as this one. It doesn't bend as far. And I knew it. And so I ended up catching the keys, and they landed on the back of my palm. That's interesting. And then I threw it up in the air and snagged it and walked off. So you can have your fucking little fake-ass fucking Spider-Man shit. I actually caught a keys with the back of my hand. You got some weird, like, magnetic abilities then or something. <laughs> it was weird. I was walking to my I was walking while doing this. Like, you know where the rocks are between my house and yeah. my shop? I'm walking across those rocks, and I'm doing this, and I'm trying to catch it, and I'm like, ah! And not drop everything in the right hand. And, and it's a fob. It's not like a key. It's just the fob for the red truck. Yeah. And it just went, boop, and popped on my hand. I'm like, son of a bitch, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> Why couldn't I have that on film? <laughs> I'm a god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was funny. But anyway, there's there's your, you came at me with a weird one and I gave you another one back. I just, I promised him I would ask. So I was like, just for that. Who asked, Lyle? Yeah, well, no, I, I was doing something this morning and I asked him, I was like, do you guys ever like, I think we were talking about like Marvel Universe or something like that, but we ended up going down the route and I'm like, have you guys ever dropped something or like had something fall and you catch it, but you catch yourself like doing the Spider-Man, like quick, just just double checking. You got don't have superpowers, and yeah, it just came out, and we were talking about that, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna ask Nick today on the podcast. That's funny. Well, you guys are psycho. I me maybe, <laughs> but you know, Lyle's a breed, dude. He is a one of a kind fella. We're supposed to be having dinner with them tonight, so that'll be fun. How old is he? Your age? I I think he's two years. Because I didn't know Lyle or, until I don't know who introduced us, but. So everybody's listening. Lyle is a young man. He's got his own landscape company. He's literally a me just amplified a smidge. Is he? Yeah, dude. I don't know anything about him in that level. Okay, so like, if you took our personality and put us together, he's just an amplified version of me. So he's psycho. Yes. <laughs> and then Zoe is a slightly amplified version of Chloe. It's so funny. Lyle and Zoe, Kyle and Chloe were two years apart, and we had kids within the same month. That's wild. 
Yeah. Hey, I mean, it, that's your family. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. It's great. No, I I like them. They're they're. Not, I don't know much about Lyle's wife. I don't. I think I've met her like once. Maybe she's a, a nurse. So she's, she's and I'm not saying she's like reserve. Yeah, she's oh my god, she's yeah. an nurse awesome is, person. Nurse, yeah, Mary Nurse. They're they're typically got their act together. Yeah, she's. <laughs> there's so much down that rabbit hole. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> I know. I know. Kyle. Likes, we had uh, a Kyle, okay, Lyle likes to get here, naked. It, <laughs> That's the exact route I was going down. He's always naked. The joke that we're going to play on Chloe tonight, because this is going to air way after, yeah. the joke we're going to play on Chloe tonight is we're going to walk in their house, and they're all going to be in their underwear, and I'm going to just start dropping my drawers oh, just to see what Chloe does. Gosh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You guys. All right. Let's get this freaking podcast back on the rails. So what are we talking about today? Stress, dude. Stress? I'm stressed out. Well, we're not acting I'm like not we're stressed, stressed right now. No. I'm stressed out. Uh, me too. I'm only I'm in a different uh, only in the manner of I want a house. But uh, that's a desired yeah. Self inflicted stress. Yeah. So stress okay. I saw this podcast or I don't know if it was a podcast, but I was going through something and they said um these words and I I as soon as I heard it, I was like, I'm texting Nick, this would be a great episode. So, uh, harnessing stress and using it for your progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, and it, it goes back down this Alex Hormozzi thing, and I, I'll probably bring him up a lot because I'm not going to say I relate with him, but I really like the way that his mind works. Um, and he's also from this area, which is kind of cool. The thing, funny thing is, all I know is his face, and I haven't, I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Nothing. So, what's funny, because you say that, but you listen to a podcast or a speech of his on the way back from Equip. Did I? Mm-hmm. Your wife sent it to you. Mm. I can tell you the exact one. It was um, it was a keynote that he was doing about a um, like a sales pyramid or something like that, but not really a pyramid, but just more or less like how to run sales as a funnel mm-hmm. so that you start bringing them into the company. And it was like we, you and I were talking about how to take Dawson from where it is now to one billion. Mm-hmm. And I, I can remember the conversation and how it all went. And we, I can remember we were in that last incline coming into Maryland where it's really steep mm-hmm. on 70. So I, I know the whole scenario of everything. But, yeah, you were you were listening to him as we were coming back into Maryland. Interesting. Well, there you go. Uh, well, I, I don't you – know, I know This exactly is how what, my brain works. Yeah, I, I don't have that kind of memory. I, there's no way. But, no, I, I thought it was interesting because he was saying, like, you need to harness stress and be able to use it to your advantage. And it goes back to the podcast that we were talking about last was, um, oh, shit, I just had a brain fart. Here it is. God dang. Oh, expectations. Yes. Um, Having expectations for yourself and all that. But when Sam was stacking the um, the hitches, it stressed me out. So the first thing that I tackled next, because I was switching over to texture, or sorry, uh, gloss black, was to get those hitches knocked out first because they were bothering me. And then it reduced my stress level. I also became productive because of that and used it to my advantage. So harnessing that stress and putting it to use, it's like right now, I have a couple of leaf jobs. I don't have the time of day after work to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. So I either have to wake up butt-ass early in the morning, get in here because my commitment to Dawson is 40 hours a week. I'll do more. I had no problem doing more. Right. But my commitment is 40 hours a week, so if I can come in a smidge early with your guys' permission, mm-hmm. I will leave at 3 o'clock, go out, do a leaf job, come home, and have time with my family because I don't want to be home late. We can make that happen. Yeah. Go talk to Sam. No, Sam doesn't like me. 
Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just talk, talk Sam to me. loves me. Yeah, but no, I, I'll come in early. He said, as long as I have powder, I'm fine to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has no problem with it. Yeah, we don't want you just dicking around doing nothing. Oh, well, I get a lot more done without people here. I'm sure you do. We just got to make sure. Oh, here comes the honk. Uh-oh. <laughs> Our friend is back. Well, actually, I've noticed when he backs in, I don't think he honks. Or maybe it's just because the sound goes the other direction. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. Oh, he's in a different parking spot this time, too. There we go. Weird. Anyway, let's get back onto the podcast. So, <laughs> man, we, we are way out in left field right now. Reel it back in, baby. Kaylee said she loves it when we do this, when we just, like, go down these tangents, and then you go, reel it back in. Reel she, it back in. She loves that. Kaylee said that? Yeah. That's funny. Well, there you go. Nikki like, just Nick, said it. Nick does it so much, and I'm like, yeah, well, it makes for a better podcast when we go off tangents. But anyway, back back to the irregular scheduled program of stress. <laughs> Um, what are some ways you use stress to your advantage? You know, and I, I know you're you go down this rabbit hole of making your lists, and it, it it I honestly think it reduces stress in a manner because it it makes it so that it's more physical, mm-hmm. and then you can go down and check things off, and then as you make those check marks, it allows your body to you know relieve itself from this weight that feels like it's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. I like to do it as things happen, but you also say you like to do it at the end of the day. You check off this massive mm-hmm. chunk, and then it feels like you took a bite out of the day. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a great, great, great for instance. So last night, um, I had uh, I was I was doing a um, a, a tele teletherapy session uh, with my my therapist, and there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just keeping myself in check, and it's a good place for me to. Um, uh, it's a good sounding board where I, this person, my therapist, uh, Dr. Megan, she can, and I have a specifically, I have a female therapist cause I want to make sure I have, you know, I feel like I have the guy side of things, you know, uh, pretty well understood. So I like to have that. Well, female that you perspective. also, you also soundboard a lot with your dad. I, do, I feel I like that can help you. Sure. So I think I'm a female therapist for me is, is smart. So it just kind of shows you where I'm at and I'm always trying to get better and I'm always trying to, Dude, I don't need a therapist. I really don't. And and I feel silly doing it all the time, but I feel like every time I do it, I kind of dig up and, and re-fluff up the things that I have wrong in me, and and it allows me to get back to work and not get complacent. Is That's it what's, the word. Is it what's wrong, or is it what your, your fear is, is what you're trying to, I'm not going to say suppress, but trying to make better of yourself? Well, if it's if I'm trying to make it better, it's wrong. In my opinion, I mean, yeah. if if it, if it can be better than what currently is, is wrong to me. Um, I find okay, that's kind of interesting that you see it that way because I don't see it as okay as wrong, but I don't know. I feel like there should be a different word for that. Possibly, it's probably very harsh. Yeah, I'm probably being very I, very harsh, I, and and that could be it because it kind of goes back to that one podcast where we were saying. Um, the itemize the devil's playground, but I also said boredom allows your thoughts to grow. Right. You know, so allow yourself to be I say a clear mind allows yourself to grow. Yeah. So it just kind of goes down to like, I think we see the same things. We're just not wording it in the way that we can see them the same way. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, everybody, dude, everybody digests words and food and everything differently. Yeah. So like, I know for a fact that I am not everybody's, you know, uh, favorite person to listen to. Like some people like me, some people like Brian, some people like Andy, some people like not, I'm not for everybody. I know that. Well, not everybody likes the same cup of tea. They don't, 
yeah, absolutely not. Some people like Earl Grey and some people like green. Yeah. You know? Um, Y'all like your girl drink drunks and I like my scotch. There you go. <laughs> and, I, and I like uh, I like a little cap in me. Um, Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Yeah. So, so where, where were we? We just went down like a whole thing there. So you, okay, when you have your therapy, you dig up feelings that yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. wrong. Yeah, so... You, or things that are no, wrong there was even something be- There was even something before that. But I was I was doing that, and then it led me to a thought. We, we were talking before that. Um, oh, my goodness. I am digging like a mofo here trying to pull that back up. We just got so sidetracked. That's why I like going sidetracked. I like staying on topic. Um, well, that one I kind of like, though, because it's it's not necessarily that we disagree. It's just that the wording differ- is different between us. And, like, to me, I... I don't say that it's wrong. I just say it's something that needs to be improved upon. Mm-hmm. Because you're never going to be perfect, but you can't look at yourself and just diminish yourself to a point where you don't feel, where you feel like you're a piece of dirt. Yeah, no, no one should feel like a piece of dirt. But I think that, and that's where, and I think that's where I'm coming from is, is that if you tell yourself that you're that this part of you is wrong, then you're taking yourself so far down that you can't dig yourself up. True. I guess. I guess the therapy thing I was just saying is that you know. After I after I got done, you know, digging everything up and, and trying to, you know, figure out where where I can improve, where what if you can find Okay, so this this whole podcast is about stress, right? Yeah. Right. So stress is just a signal. Yeah. It's like a it's like a light, mm-hmm. right? When a light goes off, when the check engine light goes off in your car, that's what stress is. Yeah, so, and that it's also Anxiety is a form of stress, but yes. it's a more inherent form of stress because you feel it. Sure. And use a car. Like, we all, anybody listening to this, I guarantee is driving a car. Yeah. Right? So, when you drive a car and you have a check engine light come on, that is stress, that's anxiety, that's worry, that's... Yeah, you feel that, what, um, the, where's the blood, I can't remember. You don't get lightheaded, but you, like, you get this weird feeling of, like, coldness. You're like, oh, shit, this has to be handled, or, like, how am I going to afford this? Or, when am I going to get this done? Those are just signals your body and your mind are telling you to, like, hey... That you need to you need to pay attention. Your heart drops. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, your heart drops. Your gut. You know. You ever have butterflies? Mm-hmm. You ever have butterflies? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Very often. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't butterflies in years. And it's not that it's it's not like a it's not the love butterfly. It's the like you, you just get this upset stomach and you just kind of like start feeling like okay I can do this a different way or I should have done this this way why didn't I? And then you start going well well damn well now there's going to be this problem or this happens or this happens. You know, that's why every time I've been putting the um, the racks in, every time I put the rack in, I always check them. Mm-hmm. I check every part as much as I could. I mean, granted, sometimes it's hard to check when there's 100 parts on the rack, every single part. But you have to do a quick gloss over and be like, okay, I know what I'm looking for, and I'm looking for gray. If I see gray, I need to make sure I spray it. You know, right. and sometimes one or two parts may come out light, which is fine when you have 100 parts in versus, you know, five parts per row you know that becomes quite obnoxious mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know so mm-hmm. it's just the stress to me goes okay i want to make sure that that rack i can for sure i have double checked it it has gone in the oven i can feel good about myself versus right. if i just take it throw it in the oven you second guess yourself and the second guess is where i tend to get the butterflies right right so you have to pay attention okay yeah i get it i get it so like I, this is my experience. I don't get butterflies anymore with anything. 
Um, the last time I got butterflies, and rightfully so, I believe, is the last time I was at the racetrack because it can kill me. Yeah. I do not get butterflies. Like, I used to get butterflies, like, going and doing demos from Ultimate or doing a trade show. I used, man, I used to go to these trade shows. It, it's been years, but I used to get a little bit of butterflies, a little bit of nervousness, and it was because I was like, I don't know what to say. Or, like, I would do a podcast five years ago and – Man, I'd be sweaty, sweaty hands, and not know what to say, and oh, don't stutter, and this and it's that. It's weird. I felt the same way when we started this for like the first two or three. Yeah, you could tell. And it's and it's weird because it's not that I was nervous. It's just I was like I said, I was trying to find where I needed to fit in, and then once I found it, I could start firing off. You know, and it's not that I have massive credentials. I have my own credentials for who I am the age I am, the experience I've gone through, but I also have the experience of I fucked up and I know where I fucked up and I can give points of where I fucked up and get, help people get better so that they don't repeat it. Sure. But then it also comes down to action on their part. Right. Right. Yeah. I think here's where I come from and going back to what I was just saying about, you know, going to a trade show and nervousness and I don't get it anymore. It is because I finally sat down with myself one day and I said, you're going to speak from the heart. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not gonna try to be something you're not. I told my therapist last night. I said sometimes I have imposter syndrome, where I'm like, am I fooling all these people? Am I, you know, is this all fake? You know, I'm doing this podcast and I give advice and I do this coaching thing and all this. And she goes, Nick, stop. Time time out. You made almost thirty million dollars since you started Dawson Manufacturing. She goes, I don't know anybody that's ever made thirty million dollars in a lifetime. Yeah, and you did it in five years or, or whatever it was. Um, she goes, you know, you've sold a business, you've, you know, you've had crazy amount of success. You, you've got supercars. You, you've got money stacked up in the bank. You've got this. You've got that. You, you've broken a jaw. You've recovered from an, this and that. I was getting ready to say something very personal. I'm not going to ever mention that here, but you know, you've, you've overcome so much. She goes, Nick, your credentials are through the roof through the most people couldn't handle one percent of what you've gone through and and she goes you need to be a little bit nicer to yourself and, and i was like you know you're, you're correct i'm sorry you're you're totally correct and i don't the stress that i carry today isn't the stress of worry but more the stress of things that i can't control yeah irritate the hell out of me the things that i can control I'm not stressed out over it because I I just know that I'm doing the best I can with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that kind of relates back to one of the things you sent me on Instagram. It was about um, Musk's ex-wife, and she said, in order to be successful, you have to deal with stress that would, under a normal person, crumble them. Yes. So stress can come in the form of thoughts, Stress can come in the form of things that you have to accomplish. Stress can come into, you know, your money situation. Stress can come, it can come in any sort of manner. You just have to learn how to deal with it. Sure. And it's not going to take the first time that you get it right. It's not going to take probably the third time. It may take 10, 15 times for you to figure out what that perfect way to get over that stress is. But you just have to try. Um, there was an analogy. I think it was like a, it was a cat and a mouse thing. Um, and they're saying, Alex Ramosi explained this in a 
thing I was reading, watching last night, mm-hmm. and um, it was you could place a block of cheese at, in a maze, and if you're if you're the mouse and there's a cat behind you, mm-hmm. no matter what direction you run, you're getting far enough away from the mouse. Say the mouse is death, right? You're just trying to you're just trying to keep away from it, right? There's cheese out there, so in any way that you go, you're going to be closer to the cheese than you are from the cat. So just keep running, you know. And that was kind of the way that he was explaining it. Is I have to see if I can find the podcast or and bring it back up, but I probably botched the crap out of that. But it was just it was keep chasing towards the cheese because that will keep you away from the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it you absolutely know. will. Okay, the cat's failure. Sorry, not death, I but. That that keeps you moving. Well, death is failure, right? So you never fail until you quit. Yeah. And you you when you're alive, you do have the ability to never fail. Yeah, and that's the one thing too is like people always say um, with business, if you're not growing, you're dying. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, that's life in general. Yeah, and that's the thing. If if you're not allowing yourself to get bigger or better or stronger, it's not that you're being egotistical or you're being you know selfish. You're you're just trying to better yourself and everything around you. Well, I think I think what you just named off is like the most common things people talk about. But, you know, if you're – here's something I'm working on, and I'll be tr- totally transparent. I I learned this just like two weeks ago. I figured it out all on my own. As a child, I had to grow up really, really fast. Yeah. So I lost my childhood. And so I didn't have the ability – You had to be the adult for yourself. I did. And, like, I remember coming home from school and had to cook for myself and – clean the house and I, I did all that and, and my mother was just a POS and, and it's a shame that she had to be that way but it, I didn't make that bed that wasn't mine you know I, ultimately I ended up having to make that bed for yeah. myself you know I didn't have a mother to really mother me it was just like grow up fast and um, what I had learned this is where I'm getting vulnerable is I had learned two weeks ago all on my own I said holy crap I am I am trying to force my kids to grow up as fast as I did because that's what I know yeah and that's a problem. I I've got now. I had learned to stop doing this a couple of years ago, but I finally was able to put it into words and figure out well why why was I acting like when my daughter when it was just me and my daughter my son wasn't born yet she was only like three when he was born three and a half I think something like that and I, I remember I had this vision so I wanted to move to Utah about two years ago yeah and I was going to move there move my family there better schools better air better water better food better better everything yeah. And I was going to move them out there, and then I was going to fly back here on Monday mornings and then fly back to Utah Thursday nights. I was going to work here four days a week, and I was going to live there three days a week. Yeah. And that was just going to be my life for a while until I could either move the company there or I didn't have to come here all the time, which was what I was hoping. Um, and through all that, my daughter, I was like, I can't wait for her to be like 15, and her and I can go to this specific coffee shop in Park City yeah. and sit there and drink coffee and have a Danish and talk and, and – you know, be kind to one another and just love on each other, you know, in a proper adult daughter father way. Yeah. And I remember I had this vision and I'll never forget this vision that I, that I've carried with me forever since she was born. Even before she was born, I had this vision in my head. Once I knew I was having a daughter, I just, it came to me for whatever reason. And I learned a couple of years ago, I was like, dude, you're trying to rush your kids into being grown up and you're going to miss out on them being young. So like, if, if you want me to get emotional, let me start talking about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will start crying right now. Um, right now, I'm not feeling emotion, thank God. But like last night, I was talking to my therapist about it, and I was getting very emotional. And it, it's just because I love my kids. But, you know, 
what I'd learned was I was trying to push them as fast as I got pushed, and that's wrong. I need to not do that. Yeah. I need to allow them to to live their childhood in peace and love and you know make sure that there's no animosity near them there's no tension around them that they when they come home from school they want to come home because there's a snack waiting for them and there's love and there's care and what i find a lot of kids end up doing is they end up falling into the wrong crowd and the reason they fall into the wrong crowd is because the parents haven't made the home child enough friendly for them to feel welcome yeah. right because the parents are are creating this environment that's good for adults not good for the kids yeah and that takes a lot of selflessness to 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 see that too many people are, are very very selfish and they create an environment i'll give you another great example my my aunt woke, woke me up to this and I, look i'm sitting here just bashing myself honest, yeah. honestly but the day that i got married to my wife julia this was in 2014 my uh my aunt linda love her she's like one of the best humans on the, on the planet she's like let me see your bedroom I'm like that's a weird question and she goes up there and she starts opening drawers and i have nothing to hide she can look anywhere she's gonna find clothes guns uh, cowboy boots uh, <laughs> there's nothing in there to hide i have yeah. nothing i don't even have a tv in my bedroom like i don't i'm not i don't eat in my bedroom i don't watch tv in my bedroom i go to my bedroom i get dressed and i go to sleep that's what i do yeah and at the time my bedroom was full of all my stuff and she opens the closet and she opens every drawer to my my dresser and she starts throwing clothes on my bed and i'm like what in the hell are you doing <laughs> she goes you have not created a space for your wife to move into and i was like because we weren't living together at the time yeah and uh i was like holy shit that experience is what has woken me up to my experience with my kids and you know, I used to be the kind of person where it's like, I don't want any toys in the house. I want my house to look like nobody lives there. I don't like things around. Yeah. can't stand it. I, I'd rather the, the, the fireplace mantle be empty. I'd rather the counters in the kitchen have nothing on them. Hmm. Like, I don't want anything around. I don't like it. I don't like stuff. It just drives me nuts. Um, what you'll notice is that in my world, if there's a lot of stuff in my world, like in my office, there's a lot of shit right now in my room. And matter of fact, when we get done this podcast, it's the next thing I'm going to do is clean that. You'll notice that where I get cluttery is where I make the most amount of money <laughs> because I got so much going on and I know how to juggle that. But when it comes to my personal life, I want nothing. Like go in my personal garage, it's nothing. Yeah. And like I'm actually looking at getting a snap-on toolbox for in there because I want any of the tools I do have out, I'm going to stick them in that box and it's going to be a white garage with a white toolbox and white cars. That's the one thing I'm excited about when we get our house is it doesn't have to be a garage. It can be a shed. It can be whatever. But just something to put – organization to my tools and my clutter that I'm not going to call it clutter, but just my stuff when it comes to tools and power tools and oils and just my stuff make it nice and clean. I like having organization. I like having that stuff organized, especially like the, um, the powder coating table. Mm -hmm. I like having that clean and organized. I can have a bunch of stuff on it. Like, the metals that have to go into the rack, but I like it organized because it gives me a system. Right. You know, and that allows me to manage the stress knowing that I have a crap ton of stuff to get into the oven, but I have it organized and therefore I'm managing my stress so that it works to my advantage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, everybody could look at, oh, well, I have 10 pallets of stuff I have to get into the oven. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, but yeah. I go, dude, I have four done. Yeah. That means I only have six left to go yeah. i'm counting up yeah 
Oh, look at that. I have seven done. Yeah. And I only have three left. Yeah, I tell you what. Go out in the powder area right now. Your finished powder parts, they're fucking... I can't find a problem. Yeah. I The quality's there. The post-quality, meaning where they're stacked, how they're laid out, like, I can only critique you maybe 1% more. Like, literally, I, I, every palette's organized. Everything's laid out properly. The only thing is the snowmate where it says snowmate on that plate. Yeah, that's the only. There's like one. I had to move it because it wouldn't stack the way I wanted. That's it. To. it. Like that's all I can I can pick apart and and that. I mean, if everybody could fucking do that, oh my god, dude, everybody would be on a new level. Well, that was the thing is, is like when I was going through my my reinvention of myself, which there's actually a the book that I would recommend. I can't remember the name of it. I, if I can remember it, I'll I'll mention it, but. Mm-hmm. Re- the reinvention of myself was that right versus when I was just stacking it on there I was just trying to make it do the best that I could versus optimizing palettes and making sure that I have everything in the way that they could be the best way that they can so that things aren't sliding like the um the winglet um support bars right or the support brackets those they if they came flipped in the other direction so if the um the bend was upward Whenever you stack them, they slide off the palette versus mm-hmm. stacking them like the way they are now, they kind of like tongue and groove into each other and they mm-hmm. stick. Yeah. So that if I stack them on the palette that way, they're not wanting to slide everywhere. Now, granted, I still will wrap it once we move all those palettes up onto a shelf. But the, that there is the explanation of the reinvention of myself. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. Getting these podcasts done during lunch mm-hmm. makes me happy because that's me putting myself to work still. I'm not just sitting around dicking off for an hour. Yeah. I'm getting something done. Yep. And I can move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, making sure the whiteboard is organized and ready for me when I come in and I know how many parts of uh, VR2s have to go through the oven. I know how many parts of the um, standard hitchmates have to go through the oven. Mm -hmm. I know there's roughly 100 parts per run of snowmates that have to go through for everything. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure I have the numbers, the amounts of parts that I have go- that are going through mm-hmm. and how much I can get into a um, onto a rack. Mm-hmm. Like I can get, for a snowmate, I can get at least 800 parts onto so a rack. That's a lot. I mean, no, not 800. Maybe... Sorry, 250. There's 800 for the pack. I forgot. Yeah. I had the math wrong, but I can get about two, 250. It's a shitload. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, it depends on, of course, the part, but like, so I'm with you. So it's funny. It's so funny you bring this up. So we sat down here to, to, to. to oh, that's work. the other thing too. What's that? If I stack the rack where there's miscellaneous parts, like back and forward, and I just like kind of hodgepodge throw it up because it's sitting in front of me mm-hmm. that drives me nuts yeah i bet that i can't me nuts. i can't do that i no. have to make it so it's uniform it's one part and then mm-hmm. i move on to another part and then mm-hmm. once i'm if that rack is finished and i can go to another part or another rack mm-hmm. i will do that and then i'll finish it but I, I have to go in order yeah i'm totally with you and and you get the not wasting time thing drives me nuts too and like it's funny when we first started this podcast these there's four boxes sitting in front of us they're they they hold the sound editing material for the studio that we haven't put up yet, just because we haven't gotten to it yet, we have to schedule that time to get that done. But I was actually literally thinking, you know, we should do. I should be working on putting up that while we do the podcast, because I can could. talk and put it up at the same time. I, pr- I think I could. May- may- maybe might have the bandwidth for that. Unless it, if it has that when you're pulling the stick off the back, maybe. Who cares? Not. Like that's part of the the cool like us doing push-ups on a podcast, which I'm not doing right now. I did a bunch already today. 
I gotta pee too, so yeah, it might so not I, work. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet today. I'm starving. I'm freaking same. Dying. I've been fasting. I've been a good boy. I but eat um, breakfast during the work days. No, Mm-mm. nah. A lot of people don't do that. I see. I have a, I have a theory on that. Like some people need the the fuel, where like I'm doing it for. I think that or it's part of their routine. Yes, but like I when I break my fast, I break it with uh, fruit. Yeah. Right, and I do that because I'm trying to be very very clean like you look at my skin man my skin is really actually looking pretty good look man i look mine's old. really dry yeah you need to eat more fruit or something dude for real actually i'm gonna challenge you on something i want you to stop eating the junk and i want you to eat more blueberries i hate the flavor of blueberries i understand but there's an like i'll show you a picture look at this so talking about stress and and controlling all this your diet will absolutely change your stress levels and you know what else changes stress levels and when you when you start to get something right and it starts to flow better and you start just you just start winning kind of out of nowhere this this picture i'm about to show you this this seals the deal for me look at my skin yeah that's blueberries and so i now i don't like blueberries i hate the skin of blueberries but there's so much good in those blueberries my skin so this picture guys um if you want to follow me on instagram um mr nick carlson mr mr dot nick carlson on instagram but this picture is is a side by side of me being 350 pounds and then me being 220 pounds which is the lowest i ever got yeah but you did look a little anorexic in the picture i did i didn't look good that skinny i it was bad but um my skin is more of what i'm i'm you know talking about here yeah my skin is phenomenal and I, I, I know it's the blueberries for sure. Um, I bet you that it, I bet you if you made that fruit change, you give it two, three, four months, your skin would get better. Yeah. I bet you. And so you have to ask yourself this question. This is for you, Kyle. Is it more important for you to eat the junk that you eat or is it more important for you to get your skin feeling better? At the moment, I'm more important on getting my mind well, perfect but see, that's first the fruit would do that so if you get if you get your skin right that's one less thing you have to worry about then that helps your mind and a lot of people don't realize the fact that they're like well i'm working that's on my funny. mind i've never had food affect the way that my mind is oh it will i promise that i've you. noticed because I, I, have you ever done a detox i did when my dad went through his like juicing phase and the all the cleanse stuff. and all yeah. that and what happened to for me not much really i'm i'm a very when it comes to my mindset i'm very just I, i'm me it's mm, interesting i i don't even know how that's even possible because chemically it would react it would change your chemical balance in you it's weird i don't know maybe it doesn't i don't know maybe I, i'm a shitty ass person on good food <laughs> no no but but did you actually truly do a cleanse did you truly like did it did you do a complete flush did you because it takes more than a day. It takes yeah. weeks. Take, make, I've never months. done like, okay, it, I've never gone like multiple weeks on it. Oh, you have to. So like uh, the one thing I've considered and the only reason I haven't fully done it because I want to do it with Chloe, but if we did keto, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind trying that. But the hard part for me is the carbs. I enjoy my... I know, dude. I, know. I enjoy my chips. I enjoy my snacks. I I know I'm guilty of it, but that's just... that. Those are my... I'm not going to say crutches. I just... I enjoy them. Yeah. You know? I get it. 
but like okay for me because my weight i i stress out more when i put on clothes and they're just too tight you know or i like tight fit clothes i don't know why because you're skinny you well know? no i i like so do i but when you're when you're 350 pounds dude yeah you do not like tight clothes you wear dark clothes you wear baggy clothes you pull your your yoga pants over your gut you or your jeans or whatever like it, it's it's a scary thing and, and too many people are oh body, body positive no dude you are freaking unhealthy and yeah. you're gonna die and i know behind closed doors when you're in your bedroom you're stressing out over and these jeans just i will say tight. though i do feel i feel better knowing that i cooked the meal than i do if i went out Oh yeah, that's one thing I do no- notice because like you can eat well eating out. Yeah, you, you can. just have to pick the right things. Yeah, you can. But stuff like I I feel better when I've cooked the meal and like we've saved the money and we've we've made something that we're happy with. Like I'll take a steak at my house ten times out of ten over eating out a steak. I've had some pretty good steaks in my life, but yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. You and I, I love bison steak. Oh, oh bison! You know what we have? You know what we have um, this time of year? We mm. always have wagyu mm. this time of year because my my dad always gets it through work. Mm-hmm. And then um, we always have um, lobster. Ooh, I love lobster. 